People are my passion, and this podcast is about just that. Life, love, careers, relationships, the ups, the downs, the funny, and sometimes not so funny things that happen along the way. I think that everyone has a story to tell, and I want to hear it. So join me weekly as I sit down with everyday people from all walks of life to find out what makes them tick. You are listening to Bright Minds with Ashmon. Oh, we haven't even started. I'm already laughing. Welcome back to Bright Minds with Ashmon. Um, I am Ashmon. And I have got Wilmington's chillest, pun intended, couple hanging out with me. Wes and Kristen. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hello. Um, hey there. You know, I texted you guys after I read your article in a Wilmington like business journal, and I said you guys are the coolest. And Wes corrected me that you're the chillest. Chillest couple. <laughs> Thank you. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like ice cream is chilly. They're the chillest. Is that, is that where we're headed with that? I think we could have gone coolest also. Okay. I don't know. Either one. You okay. can call us coolest or chillest. We're um, definitely both. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll take either. I mean, I haven't said chill in a while. They're the chillest. Would that describe you guys anyways? I, nobody describes me as chill. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually me neither. They're probably talking about Wes. Gosh. I don't really stress about anything. I'm chill. Is that true? Pretty much. Um, yes, unfortunately, sometimes he needs to stress a little more, I think. Everything's fine. Ying to the yang, I guess. Ying. I can't imagine just walking around not stressing about anything. It sounds heavenly. It is weird because I see people talk about how everyone in the world is stressed out all the time. And sometimes I'm like, am I missing out on a big part of life? Because I just don't stress much. I feel like there's like a healthy amount of stress though. Like sometimes that motivates me to do better, do more. You know, I, I need a little, a little bit of anxiety is healthy, right? For like sure. it's what kind of makes you like, you know, start to slow down at yellow light. You don't want to go through the red light. Like yeah. you got to have a little bit. Of you, need a, you need some guardrails. To keep I don't know. Is that check. a good example? That might have been a little. That was a little off. Hey, Wes is never stressed because he's in Enneagram Nine, and they don't stress ever, unless somebody is in their space being not so nice to them, and then they run. Um, that is really accurate. I'm super into this. However, you know how some days you're reading your Enneagram post and you're like, oh my God, that is so me. And then the next day I'm like, wait a second, I'm not like that. I don't know. I'm I'm I've, I'm having an off week with this. I'm a number two, by the way, with a three wing. <laughs> yeah, same girl, same. <laughs> and um sometimes I read it and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna have to check my pride on that one about how sometimes people are viewing me or you know, I'm behaving in a certain way. I'm like, mm, need to work on that. It is really interesting. If you guys haven't done it, there's quizzes online and I highly recommend. I think every couple of years, this personality profile reinvents itself. I've taken countless throughout the years, different careers, but I'm really into this one for some reason. It seems more accurate. Like it just seems a little more spot on. Yeah. I'm a psychology major and I usually take all of the tests with a grain of salt. And this one, I was like, it kind of nailed it. <laughs> but yeah, I took all the corporate America high I's and S's and C's and D's and all, like all of them. Right? Mm -hmm. I can't remember what all my things were, but I've taken all of them. I know I've taken them. I didn't know you were a psychology major. Mm -hmm. Are you like oh, analyzing me when we're hanging out? Right now. Oh my gosh. What do you think? Wow. <laughs> well, I'm not a psychology major and I think you're a little crazy, but that's why I like you. <laughs> right? You got you to gotta bring something to the table here. Hey, um, speaking of being stressed out, uh, last thing before we get started here, I did this entire interview. Like I type it up like a nerd on my computer and then I emailed it to myself and then I texted Kristen that it was just gone. Guys, I know I'm not that tech savvy, but where did it go? It has, I, then I spent another hour on Google figuring out how you could lose a Gmail. Like it would save it as a draft or somewhere or something. I was so stressed because it was so good. And then to go back and rewrite the whole thing, I'm like, 
I think I liked it better when I was going to ask this or what was that one little random thing I was going to put in there. But nonetheless, I never, never found it Wes. And I thought even too, it should be saved somewhere on the one drive. It's, it wasn't meant to be. It drives me crazy. I know that somebody sends me an email like three days ago and I will search, I'll search their name. I'll search the subject. I'll search an entire sentence I know was in there. And Google's like, "Mm mm-mm. Not, so I'm exist. not alone in this. Like I have a um, horrible shopping problem and I want to make a return. I have these boots. <laughs> this is a really boring story, guys. Just bear with me really quick. I have these boots in my closet that I wanted to return. They're like the new style over the knee ones. According to my Gmail account, I never bought these boots. So I, I and I shop so much that I can't remember like where I got them from <laughs> to return. But I looked at every possible combination. I even know exactly the make model. They're they're gone. So I never returned them and never you know, bought them. What a fun story. I'm, I'm so glad I'm sharing this with everybody. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Um, guys, you have done a decent amount of press. I found a few articles on you, and I want to make this podcast different than every basic one you've ever done. But at the same token, we're going to have to like talk about Boombalatis a little bit because it's pretty cool. So before we get started, um, you know, honestly, I don't really remember when I met you guys first. I was trying to think about that. But Instant Connection Western Pennsylvania vibes. There we go. Which is like my favorite connection. I mean, I I am south. You guys are north of the Berg. But either way, I love having that in common with somebody. Steel belt. The steel belt. Actually, um, technically, I am north, but Wes is southeast. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. I went to IUP very close, one hour away from Pittsburgh. So I'm very familiar with IUP. I spent a right many of days there, weekends there. My stepsister went there. It was really fun, and we would go to this thing called Waterfall Jam. Did you know about that? No. It was a big hippie fest, and you were into like punk music. That was probably 10 years after I <laughs> left there, but thank you. It was really fun. Um, okay, so not only do I learn you guys are from, you know, good side of Pennsylvania, but then I learned that Wes worked at the Bonton, and this is when I was just like, well, that's it. I'm being friends with these people. Shout out to the home department. Should we, should, like, can we just tell the audience what the Bonton is and which Stephen Bright's like favorite thing about Washington, Pennsylvania? That's his favorite. Wow. I think um, he just loves to make fun of it. And every time he was home, he was, if he needed anything, he wanted to go to the Bonton to get it. It is the J.C. Penney's of Western and Central Pennsylvania. Okay, it goes yes. all the way into Central. I know that I grew up in Williamsport, Northeastern Central, and they had one. Um, what department did you work in? Like, I need a full visual here. Men's at first, and then they moved me into the home department where I got to sell <laughs> cheap luggage and chef's knives. And by sell, did you get commission on oh, these no. things? Come on. Were no. all Kristen's presents from the Bonton at a certain point in your dating life? Well, no, when I met her, I was already done there, but I had these cool orange candles. I don't know if you remember those. They were on 90% clearance because no one wanted them. And I was like, I'm going to buy these candles and put them in my apartment. <laughs> and the rest is history. I love it. Yeah, I remember those candles. I believe I tossed those when we moved to North Carolina. If you smelled one right now, would it take you right back? Um, Yes, actually. Also, the um, gray everything in the apartment and the huge boom box in the shower. All right. Well, this is just leading me into like where I want to go. I know you guys met in college. Give me some details here. Who pursued who, how early sure. into late into college? Give me some details. So hard. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. We actually met <laughs> after college. We had both just graduated college. Oh. I was going to meet my roommate uh, for what, what's it called? Uh, homecoming. And he decided he wasn't going to go to homecoming and he lived in Erie where Kristen lived. And I was like, well, I was just going to hang out with you. So I'll just come to Erie for the weekend. And he was like, that's fine, but we're going to go hang out with my girlfriend and her friends. Then and Kristen was the girlfriend's friend. Kristen was the girlfriend's roommate. So my roommate and her roommate were dating. And then we met at a bar classic. 
Mm-hmm. The right what? stuff. As NKOTV, all, shout out NKOTV was playing. As Wait, all great listen? love stories start, you know. Yep, I remember most of that evening. And then... Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. But Did you like her in, like instantly, though? Were you yeah, like, all right, this girl's pretty there cool? There was a connection immediately. I was like, she's cute. She's hot. She's funny. She's oh. dancing. I'm going to bed now. That's my re- recollection. I actually had no intention of um, hanging out with him that night because I was dating somebody else at the time. Oh, and snap. I was like, I know. And then I, they called us from a payphone, and I heard his <laughs> voice and I was like, oh, actually, he sounds kind of cute. Maybe I do want to go. So I changed my clothes like 30 times and the rest is history. I bought a G- uh, leather jacket at the Gap that day. Oh, so he was looking fly oh, that man. night. Whew. Oh, and for yeah. those of you that don't that know, a the... payphone used to put a quarter in it. And, uh... yeah. <laughs> so call somebody who cared. <laughs> Shout out Toby Keith. Oh, gosh. Okay, so you guys meet this random weekend. You're not living there yet, so. Long distance. All right. Nope, so four hours. So basically. Uh, how old were you? Tw- how old? 22. We just literally just had graduated, so. Yeah. That's what Steve and I graduated in May. We met in July. Like, it was. Yeah, when did we meet? We met in October. October. Okay. I moved. So we did a, the long distance thing where I had a social work job. So I worked four days on three days off. So the three days that I was off, I would usually drive to Erie um, for like three months. And then in February, I just moved to Erie. I lived there for six months. And then you're like, get me the hell out of this cold Kristen place. was like, I want to live at the beach. And I was like, well, shoot, I just, I just moved here. I have no, I have nothing. I can't even remember what my apartment looked like there. It was, it was so brief. <laughs> Honestly, the funny thing is, is that he was like, well, I want to move there, but I need a job. And I was like, oh, well, actually, I have a friend who um, has a job here in social work, but he's moving. And he was like, oh, well, cool. So I got him the information. And then I was like, actually, um, he needs someone to sublet his apartment also. So Wes basically took this guy's job, who was my friend and his apartment. I mean, I'm sorry. That couldn't be a more clear sign that you were, this was meant to be. It was funny. I was at the interview and they were like, so, you know, I don't remember his name. And I was like, yeah, we go way back. I didn't, I had never even met that guy. I was like, if they ask me a single question about him, I'm going to be like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily for you, it worked out. Worked out. (laughs) Stand by. There was something insane that just happened. I have no clue if you guys heard what just happened, but like the air filter that's upstairs, there's that little grady thing, great thing that closes and it just straight dropped and it scared the shit out of me, to be honest. I thought we were getting taken out. (laughs) Can we just go on the record to say that Ashley did in fact say shit in this episode? Oh, now we're only 10 minutes in. You're welcome, Jerry Jagutis. (laughs) That's for you. (laughs) All right. So listen, I'm allowed to say this because I'm from Pennsylvania and I love being from there, but it is cold as hell. And there's a reason I don't live there anymore. So I did read this story, which I need to get the truth about this. Did you guys really like, I don't know, maybe I made this up. Did you like throw a dart at a map or (laughs) you like, Hey, we want to get the hell out of Pennsylvania. We're going wherever. No. So we did just pick it randomly off the map, sort of randomly. We, we picked North Carolina because it was far enough away that we didn't have to come home all the time if we didn't want to, but also close enough that we could go do laundry if we needed to. We didn't want to live in the Outer Banks because it's too seasonal. And the only big circle on a map in North Carolina on the coast is Wilmington. Interesting. First time either of us had ever been to Wilmington, we were driving a moving truck. Whose idea? Did one person take more convincing than the other? Like, I like to think I'm, well, I don't like to think I am pretty outgoing, but I don't know if I'm that adventurous. Like, if Steve is like, let's pick up tomorrow, let's move all our stuff, let's go. Like, I would take some convincing. 
Well, honestly, I'd always wanted to live at the beach. My um, aunt lived in Florida growing up and she lived near the ocean. And ever since I was little, I was like, when I get old enough to move, I'm going to move somewhere where I have access to the ocean. And but I was scared. So honestly, I thought when I said to Wes, I want to move to the beach, he was going to say, no, we can't move to the beach. It's too far away, whatever. And then I would have my excuse to not actually do it. But he said, OK, let's go. And then started looking for apartments. Did you get nervous when he agreed? Uh, yeah. She got nervous when she came home one day and I was like, the, I've already booked the moving truck. Oh, and I think you made me move it to the next week. Yeah, I think I was more nervous because we actually had like $400 collectively to our name and no jobs here. And so I was like, how is that actually going to work? I'm not sure if this ever happens to you guys, but I have like secondhand nervousness now. Like I feel nervous hearing this story, even though I know how it ends. Like <laughs> it clearly worked out, but no jobs. Like what did you do when you got here? Well, I told, <laughs> told Kristen I was on vacation, for, sort of forgetting that it would take multiple weeks to find a job and then it would take two weeks to get a paycheck. Right. Cause then you have to like get a drug test and a screening and yeah. this and like all the things. I knew, I mean, we knew she was a paralegal. I was in social work. So pretty much anywhere in the world you can get a people need these job, things, social work job. Uh, but you, I, my, I had a cousin that helped us move in who had an ex girlfriend who lived here that was working at Fish House Grill and basically got Kristen a job within like six. Like you hours. were waitressing at Fish House? I did, yeah. My first job ever, I waitressed at Fish House Grill and I made boatloads of cash. That's so fun. I bring home food all the time. I was eating French uh, onion rings like for breakfast. Oh, okay, fantastic. this is like a silly, probably old person question, but don't you even have to have like paychecks to rent an apartment? Like I have to show like proof of income. We didn't have a really great apartment. Okay. So, <laughs> so that wasn't a prerequisite. I don't there. know that they cared what we were doing. I, I'm sure they didn't care what the people in the parking lot were doing. It was a little sketch. Where was it? Governor Square. Right next to something fishy. Um, it's like over off of College Road. I, I believe it's called something else now. Going oh, towards kind of like the, 17th um, Street. The bowling alley? No way off. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all the right. The only landmark I can think of. It's near Pine. the whole Pine Valley. Yeah. So did you have friends here? You had a cousin here? Or he no. just kind of helped you move? I still have friends here. Oh. Just kidding, everybody. <laughs> Quick side note, Wes. This is like something you said to me. I don't even know if you'll remember this, but it made me laugh. And I just like, I felt like it summed you up perfectly. We went to dinner one night with the Bechtels um, and the Nittles were with us. We went to Brasserie and I think we got our drinks and I made some stupid, you know, just like cheers to like friends. And you were like, we're not friends yet. Like you were dead serious. You were like, <laughs> you were like we're acquaintances. And I was like, burn, but I, fair also. I have a very difficult time being serious. We are friends. I would consider Well, I, we better have that night, friends. Maybe we weren't when we got there, but. Well, at that point I had already. <laughs> snuck in your house twice because i thought it was a different person's house <laughs> so but yeah. we hung out you just kind of yeah, came in and you correct. grabbed a beer and we hung out yeah. thinking that you were at the neighbor's house immediately good vibes yeah both, immediate both good vibes but i think being serious which is the and best I part <laughs> and i was like i will make him my friend challenge accepted welcome to my life the story of every day are you being serious right now like after you or are you just totally messing Wes with me? is very funny like do you still think he's really funny or are you ever like freaking stop like <laughs> I mean yes I do find him amusing I think it's his goal every day like to make me laugh at something that's just ridiculous what um, a great goal yeah was he funny like right when you met was that like one of your first things yes I actually was just talking to Early about this yesterday um Early is our 13 year old for anybody who doesn't God know bless well. you. I don't want to have a 13 year old yet. <laughs> but I was telling her yesterday, I was like, you know, she's like this boy at school. Like, I think he thought that I liked him. And I was like, oh, you know, why would he think that? She's like, I don't know. Like we make jokes and this and that and the other. She was saying, I was like, you know, I think sometimes 
boys can misconstrue being funny and having a sense of humor for flirting. And, you know, <laughs> she's very line. funny. Um, and everybody in our house loves to crack jokes. So, um, yes, I, I've always thought he was funny. And it is fun. You're pretty quick, man. Like, it's just, it comes so nice. And sometimes it's like the cheesy dad humor. Sometimes it's just really witty. Like, it's just, it's great. I can nail a dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> you can nail a dad joke. I'd also like to think that I'm a little bit funny. Thanks, Ashley. Um, I'm so sorry, Kristen. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to put that all on Wes's wow. plate. Like, wow. do you know, I find myself to be funny too, with, but like nobody like hears it as much. Why is it harder? I'm like, if you're listening and paying attention, like I'm pretty quick too. <laughs> I think you're funny. <laughs> or I just laugh at myself. <laughs> that counts for something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't really hang out with people I don't think are funny. Yeah, you got to be so. bringing something to the table, right? Yeah. And that's that's a good place people to start. a sense of humor. That's a red flag. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I think about like our group of friends, like, yeah, you've got you to gotta be able to laugh a little bit. Or, like, if I, I say don't a really be. good joke and you're like, I don't, what was, I'm like, oh, well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Why do I feel like that does happen to you sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was really funny and you didn't appreciate it. So, oh, gosh. Okay. All right, y'all. So, you guys are in Wilmington. You are, you know, waitressing, then you get these day jobs. I like to call them day corporate America jobs, which I mean, this as a compliment, probably because I've only known you guys as business owners, but I can't picture the Bechtels as like nine to fivers. And I don't, I mean that as a compliment. Like, I just don't picture you like in a bank, like doing, wearing say, tights and heels and just like doing the like regular cubicle hours, you for know? For me, I think that's one of the biggest life lessons I learned is like, I don't do well in that type of environment. And some people thrive and I did not. Like, I, I couldn't play the whole political game of like kissing up to your boss's boss. And, you know, I thought if I just did things well, promotions would happen and then you find out like no you gotta do weird stuff to get promotions and like it's, it's <laughs> you gotta you do know, weird stuff not like bad stuff, <laughs> it's just like you have to know the right people and tell them endlessly like hi i'm here to get a promotion in six months and i don't i don't really play that game and so leaving corporate america was i mean for my personality the best thing i could have done so i want to know what that conversation looked like like who <laughs> did you guys always want to be business owners or we, one day you're like, just screw this. Like we got to do something different. Well, when we moved here, I kind of was like, I have to do something serious because I had grown up. My mom did catering and she made wedding cakes and every job I'd had in college and throughout before I got my degree was working with food. And I was like, okay, I can't work with food anymore. I need to like do something that is, you know, a nine to five job where you feel important and you sit behind a desk. And so when we got here and then I did that, I was like, ooh, you know, I really <laughs> don't actually like this. <laughs> um, also, don't you think so we were raised that way too? Like this, there was something in me that just thought I needed that stability that, that I said this just in my last po podcast with Ben, but like I thought I needed this 401k and this health insurance, it just kind of was ingrained in me. I don't know. I feel like it's kids from the eighties and nineties all of that was just in order. You know, you have to go to high school and you have to get good yes. grades because then you have to go to college. And I do remember in college, like my freshman year being like, I don't have any idea what I want to do. And yet here I am picking classes and spending a lot of money that you don't think about to take like, like a music appreciation. I mean, I can't imagine how many thousands of dollars I spent on a music class at IUP having no idea what I wanted to do, but then you have to do that. So you can wear khakis and carry a briefcase and, Maybe if you're lucky, get an expense account. And then I got all of those things. And, you know, you, I'd get flown places and like try to go eat like a $49.99 steak. You just stand to your $50, $50 limit. Yep. I still have that. God forbid you get like $50 at eight cents. And now the VP is like, you're going over budget. Like, I'll pay you the nine cents. It's cool. 
But with that being said, like what we were talking about earlier, I think all of that led us to where we are now, just because had we both not gone to school, we would have never met. And then had I not been working as a paralegal at the time, we would have never realized that Boombalotti's was even for sale. Um, so everything kind of right. you got like place. the inside scoop on a lot of places. I forgot about that, right? Yes. So I knew Boombalotti's was for sale um, before Wes and I bought it for months. Um, but I knew if I told Wes that it was for sale, he was going to say we should buy it. So I didn't tell him. And I honestly, at one point, was like, I'm never going to tell him. Um, and then I was like, ooh, then I'll have to live with the guilt forever that this ice cream shop was for sale. And I didn't tell him. Okay. I Tell me, I, I never know if something's like too personal or not, but when you, so you know it's for sale. Do you know if they're making money at this point? Does that make sense? Like, can you, is that a stupid question? No. <laughs> is it like a successful business? Well, so that's one of the weird things about the, us buying a business is I had no idea how you buy a business. Yeah, so, I, I literally have no, if someone's like, yeah. this thing is for sale. I'm like, okay. It was on bizbuysell.com and I sent in. Wait, email, that again? Bizbuysell.com. Okay. Like a place to buy and sell businesses. It also did not say it was Boombalotti's. It just said ice cream shop for sale. Oh, okay. But it had pictures. It was pretty obvious. You had to, but, but you had to connect the dots. Well, I had a, so I sent an email to the broker. Now, no one would normally, normally you would already have a broker who would then contact the broker on your behalf. But here I am like, hi, I would like to buy this business, please. And I had to sign. <laughs> I'm to loving sign a, this because this is what I, I don't even know what a broker is. That said I had the money like in cash at that moment to like meet the asking price, which I wasn't even close. I wasn't even like a, a decimal away from it. And I was like, you just want me to sign this and send it back to you? Like, okay, what are you going to do? Come after me for like $19? So I sign it. And then they sent me like three years of tax returns and all this. Kind of like stuff. buying a house where you got to kind of, you got to show that you're going to be able to. Yeah. But this was know. more of just a, you don't have to go to the bank. Just tell us like, yeah, you've got a lot of money in your account. And I was like, bro, I'm loaded. I just stop. Yeah, I, I got like at least seven hundred dollars. <laughs> so I ended up having to get multiple loans from multiple banks or we to to purchase it. But you know, we didn't have to tell them that at the time. We we're just like, yeah, show me all the data. So the first night you're it's like yours. Did you did anybody sleep that night? We're like, oh shit, we are oh I did it again. Number two. <laughs> oh Lord. Um that we tried we started trying to buy the business like i think around january which we were like great we'll buy an ice cream shop in january and by summer we'll know what the hell we're doing yeah well it took a long time turns out to buy a business when you don't have any money and um multiple other things go wrong so we didn't end up taking over the business until i think june 8th which is oh and now you're in the thick of it ice cream season and so yeah, no, I don't think we slept. I cried a lot. It was like having a newborn baby. I was like, some days I'm like, this is so beautiful and wonderful. And other days I was like, Wes, I quit. That seems like the most honest answer that that's what's going through my mind. I'd be like, what did we do? And then I'm like, this is so great. What did we do? I just couldn't sleep because I was so full of ice cream. It was my favorite food. And all of a sudden it was free. So I had, I was, whew, I was eating a lot of ice cream. So you get it in June. Like, does any, what did that first week look like? Like, how do you, does, did the old people show you, the old owners like, yeah. show you like, how, this is how we do this thing? Like, so part of, so that was what was interesting is they didn't really have a ton of, of stuff on their, like value on their side. It, they, they were making some money, but they weren't making a lot. And so part of the negotiation was they stayed on, on for 10 days. Now, Kristen had worked at Dairy Queen which oh so you had knew all the tips and you had to like roll a cone and sprinkles i had never done anything so 
and we had soft serve machines the first 10 days and I couldn't do it. Like a woman ordered a cone and like laughed at me. She was like, that's the worst cone I've ever seen. And I was like, we're going to sell these like tomorrow. We sold one of them to a fraternity for a hundred dollars. If they could come and pick it up. <laughs> this is just amazing. It was like 900 pounds. <laughs> and these three like football dudes came in, took it. And like a year later, they told us they were using it in their garage. Why do I feel like there's yeah. like stale beer and weird stuff in there now I'm sure there is they would come in and tell us like what flavors they were making that weekend i'm like you you do you bro i never want to clean that thing ever Gross. again Gross. did you have employees or were you guys it? yeah well we were under a non-disclosure agreement until literally the, the day we signed which was the day before we opened and so we told our babysitter at the time who who kristen had babysat when she was a kid oh here. full circle full yeah, like circle. if you need a job at 16 you have one. And also, so do all of your friends meet here tomorrow at like 11 a.m. So, yeah, basically we hired our babysitter and then the entire Laney soccer team on like day two. And so they would come in and they would say like, OK, Miss Kristen, what would you like us to do today? Or something. Like, would, I don't even know. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> or something would break and they would come in the back and ask us how to fix it. And we'd be like, "Uh, well, let's figure it out, guys. I'm having anxiety right now, but again, I know it works out, so, but this is so God. crazy. I feel, I'm feeling really proud of y'all for making it so amazing now. It's awesome. But we'd still, I mean, we've had it seven years and there's still people who are like, Hey Wes, the, the X, Y, and Z stopped working. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know how plumbing works. And then you're like, Oh shoot, I'm the one that has to go figure this out. Are there things specific to the ice cream biz where there's like this one guy in all of North Carolina that can fix like a I don't know. I mean, we got a special ice cream freezer. Like we got a, this guy, Ethan. He works, and this is not a joke. He works for Cools Refrigeration. Their last name is Cool. C -O -O how perfect I mean, how is ridiculous. that? Shout out to them because they've saved our life multiple times. Shout out to Ethan. So, you know, and I don't know. There's a lot of lessons. We pay Ethan everything he asks for on time immediately with a check, and he gets any ice cream he wants for free always. So when we have an issue, Ethan shows up. <laughs> um, so you just have to know who the Ethans are and who the plumber is and who the HVAC guy is. Also, what a life lesson though. You treat people well and they're going to treat you well. It seems so simple yet. Why do people struggle with that? It turns out so many people <laughs> don't. So I just assume that's how you always did things. And sure. then months in, you know, somebody would say like, I really like coming here because you like pay me on time. And I was like, wait, people don't and like, oh my gosh, we have people that are months behind. I'm like, why? Why would mm. you make your service employees or service contractors like wait on payment when you need them? So. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so what have been some of the, I have two questions. My brain is going too fast right now. Mm -hmm. I want to know what some of the tougher moments have been in these seven years. Is it when something's breaking and falling through? Is it you two having like a different vision and being like, uh, or is it um, your employees not showing up and now on Saturday night you have to go shovel ice cream? Shuffle? Hmm. Scoop ice cream. <laughs> I <laughs> shovel it into me, but we scoop it for everyone Excuse else. Excuse me, make myself laugh. <laughs> I mean, those are all, all of those things that you touched on are all things that I feel like can cause a lot of stress. The great thing about Wes and I, I feel like in this business is that we do have different strengths and weaknesses. And so we also respect each other enough, I feel like, to back off when we know that the other one has a better solution, which definitely um, takes some time to get that groove. Um, I would say our people are 99 percent of the time amazing um but people calling off on a saturday night in july um makes you kind of want to lose your mind i don't know what would you say yeah i feel like we do work we work really well together but because we know i take lead on some things she takes lead on something so i don't think we have much was this like a verbal agreement that you it just kind of organically uh, happened no the funny thing is um when we first bought it wes really wanted to make ice cream because he had been making ice cream at home 
Um, and, and he had done, um, a marketing project on opening an ice cream shop, but he wanted to make the ice cream. Um, and I'd always done cooking and food stuff, but I was going to do like the people thing. But we quickly <laughs> realized once we bought the shop that I was, I don't know, I'm not to toot my own horn, Wes, but you were much, 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 much faster, uh, <laughs> making ice cream. And because you make a humongous mess every time. And I am so particular. Oh, I love all this, this. is true. <laughs> So like I can't like if there's like oh my gosh there's a sprinkle over there I need to clean that before I move on and we used to make these metal pans because neither one of us really makes ice cream very much anymore we've got a whole team now but I'd be like girl I just worked for nine hours I made like twenty two pans she's like I make twenty six pans per hour holy like, I, well, I feel like you're like Buddy the Elf over there <laughs> it, it, it is insane I made eight hundred etch sketches <laughs> yeah it just yeah I can't make the etch sketches but she can but so you kind of have to be you have to kind of drop your pridefulness enough to know when somebody's doing something better than you. Like Wes, obviously everybody knows is in love with merchandise and he's much better at numbers and all the really businessy side of stuff. And I would much prefer not to look at spreadsheets, but talk to the people and yeah. make sure my staff is doing what they're supposed to do and that they like each other. So you just kind of have to play off of each other. If somebody handed me a spreadsheet of numbers, I'd be like, um, <laughs> <laughs> did you guys go back ever and take like business classes is that a silly question i got my mba through verizon um and most of my oh, are you being serious yeah that's um, awesome that was i mean verizon had do you do that to him a lot like i know no he's joking <laughs> like, yeah every day <laughs> verizon has perks and one of them was tuition assistance and i was smart enough to take advantage of it so i got my mba basically for free all of my every single paper business plan everything i did was about ice cream and there was no contract. So a lot of places, if you get an MBA through them, you got to stay on for two years yeah. or three years or whatever. And Verizon, there wasn't. And I remember, I think within six months, basically being like, well, I'm putting my notice in and going to buy an ice cream shop. And I got everybody to follow me online later because I sort of teased it. And I remember these people from like all over the country were like, you weren't, you were, I thought you were kidding on that phone call. Like you literally went and bought an ice cream shop. I'm like, yes, that's what I said. I said, wait, I'm, what are you talking about? What, what? Like, at that point I was fairly high up at Verizon. So oh, okay, I had this okay. national call where I was like, well, I'm, this is my last call. I'm going to go buy an ice cream shop. Best of luck to all of you trying to figure out why customers are leaving. <laughs> and they all thought it was a, I mean, that's a bad joke. <laughs> like, I'm at least going to be funny if I'm going yeah, like, to. I wonder joke. how many people you maybe inspire that you don't even know that were like, you know what? I don't want to do this stupid job anymore either. Somebody I had supervised that moved up quite a bit said that people people call it calling a Wes, where they're just like, I quit. They I'm verbed go you. Go do my like, own thing. I yep. love that. Is that what it is? <laughs> they verbed me. I love that. That's really, really cool. That's yeah. something I would take with me. Um, What about like, okay, I did, I keep. I don't want to be negative. I feel like I keep asking you about stressors, but I think, okay. So one thing that would, of course, my own job, I have things that get me going, things that I consume me, I stress about, but at the end of the day, it's not my company. I'm not the CEO and I don't want to make a thing like I don't care. Like I care about my job, but it's not mine. I, what does that look like or, or when you guys go on vacation? Can you do that? Can you go away for a week? Or are you like, Oh okay, shit, now. like things could go just haywire. No, I feel like we, we sort of, thought the business was like having a child where you have another kid and a, you don't know how you survived the first six months. Like you literally don't, you're like, how did we do that? Solid point. And then for the next year and a half, you're sort of tied to it. But then after a certain point, you can start taking more and more time off. And we now, I mean, we didn't have a single full-time employee besides us. We have five now. Um, we have three general managers and a director of production. So we 
you know, we try to you got people them. now. We got people now. That's like a great analogy, the the baby thing. I can relate to that. I get I that. Mean, it's very, very similar. I mean, we were working 80 and 90 hour weeks for months. I mean, for the first year it was, oh, no. you know, Wes worked during the day and I worked at night and we would come, I would come to the shop or vice versa and we would trade out the kids and we tapped out every option of restaurants around the forum that we could possibly feed our family at during that first summer. And I thought this is not going to work. Are you a term. night person and he's like more of a morning person? Um, I, depends on the day, honestly. Okay. Okay. But then you have to. hours a week? Like, No. Well, well yeah. maybe I would if it's first, my baby, you know? We didn't have any employees. And we jumped in in June. So it was open to close. So you get there at 1030 to open and you get home at midnight. And then you, and sometimes then you got to make ice cream for three hours. I mean, it, but I was so, I loved it. That makes the, you have to, right? I mean, if you're going to be doing something and putting that much effort in and sacrificing moments of your marriage and your children, you've got to love it, right? And yeah. you, I'm sure you had to have like an end in sight. Like we're going to make this a successful business where it doesn't always look like this, right? Right. And when we bought the business, they did not have any employees. They maybe had one or two employees. And one of Wes and I's agreement to each other was that we were going to hire employees and we were going to train people to help us. And we were not going to micromanage everything because we were adamant that our relationship and our family came first, not the business. And so again, you have to really keep yourself in check when it comes to those kind of I love that. values, I guess. You know, I asked Ryan Nyquist this, who coincidentally lives right by the Bechtels. I'm t this little Porter's Neck area, man, we're just it's loaded. We're stacked up here. But I asked him about working with Allie and starting a business. And I think that's, I would love to hear your guys' perspective on that too, like keeping your marriage in check, right? When you're, do you ever work all day and then you come home and you're having dinner? You're like, God, I just scooped ice cream with you all day. <laughs> No, because oddly, we never work. We don't work together a ton, especially up front. We would in the summer sometimes when it was crazy and we didn't have any staff, but but we mostly do different things with the business um, and we trade out. So we're not there all the time together, but when we do work together, we have fun. Yeah, we worked on eat ice cream for breakfast day. That was the first time both of us scooped together in. Um, I was there that years. day and it was bumping. Good for you guys. I was really proud of you. Since Labor day. Was it really? In February. That's, I opened that door and I was like, at 9 a.m. It was like it was two, crazy. like, right? It was like wrapped around. Door we had no to door. idea what to expect because we hadn't ever done that before. And to us, that was a lesson of sort of how far we've come. If we had done eat ice cream for breakfast day in 2015, seven people would have shown up and five of them would have been our friends and family. Is this because what part of this is just Boom Bilotti's making a great name for itself? And what part of it is social media? Like what, what do you, what do you contribute that to? Well, I mean, Wes is basically an influencer at this point, right? <laughs> Send free things to Boom I do Bilotti's like following you on Instagram, which took me about six months into our friendship, but um, you're welcome. I know. <laughs> I see it when you guys follow me. Um, I mean, they didn't do social media and I've always really, really enjoyed marketing and social media. So, and we don't, we do social media a lot differently than I don't, I don't hashtag on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. We just know how to reach the people that we're trying to reach. And it's interesting because we get all these people who are like, I could help you like get engagement from California. And I'm like, well, how would that They're translate? They're not going to buy anything? my ice cream. Yeah, I, Wait, I, can they? Can you buy them? I don't even know. We, do ship, we ship nationally. Oh, okay. Uh, so you can Plug it. <laughs> We've shipped to 20 states so far just this year. Well, last year. Um, but yeah, so social media is a huge deal. And that's what we use. Probably the that is what we used absolutely to try to change the the feel of what Boom Bilates was to try to make them cool. My goal is there's basically three hip ice cream shops right now. There's Van Leeuwen in New York. Jenny's, it's out of 
Ohio and salt and straw that's out of Portland. And there's really not anybody in the Southeast. And so I think Boom Bilates hmm. should be next on the list of cool ice cream shops. And we'll take that entire geographical area and that will be ours. I love this. What a great vision. And also, um, turns out that if you're nice to people, they will come back to your business. Uh, so we have, we tell all of our employees when we hire them, we're not just selling ice cream, we're selling a whole experience and it's ice cream at the end of the day. So if someone comes in because, you know, they got good grades on their spelling test or they're getting engaged or their or boyfriend dumped them and they just want some ice cream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're having a real crap day. It's like, it's ice cream people. So you guys we, do have like the Chick-fil-A of employees. Right. Yeah. So we're like, you have to make sure that you're on all the time and you're kind to people because that's what people will come back for. Yes, you can sell a great product and it, if it tastes good, great. But if you're not nice, then nobody's going to come You ever back. had to fire anyone ever like, yeah, this one's a real jerk. Oh, we're yeah. going to have to let them go. Who does that not, one? Not nearly as many times as you might have expected. I bet you in seven years we've fired like for cause 10 people. That's we are really bad. bad at firing people. I, who, Anybody who, who's you listening? You guys rock, paper, scissors at home? Who has to do yeah, it? Yeah, like, we hate firing people. Okay, so first was John Doe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we... I've had to fire a few nannies, and it's not fun. Well, you know what? Some have been easy, to be honest, and some were not easy. And But guess who was always doing it? This girl right mm -hmm. here, not Stephen Bright. I Love you, babe, but no. been about half and half. Only because I forced you. Yeah, but it's weird. You know, we've got like a 95% success rate. so. The percent they just it just didn't work and so i think when we had the conversation it wasn't really a surprise I, one guy i fired his first question was what do you think i should tell my parents should i lie to them i was like Yo, <laughs> like this, this relationship totally, is over totally. you tell them whatever you want at this point but for me i have such a mom thing running in me where i'm like i don't want to just fire these kids and be like sayonara i want to make sure that i'm mentoring them when they work for us and so that Next time they go get a job somewhere, they have some constructive criticism yeah. or feedback, you know, if it just doesn't. Some people just can't do customer service, you know. Well, I think back how impactful those adolescent jobs were. I mean, I've been working since I was 15. At my first job, I was at a Little Professor bookstore in the Washington Mall. Um, but you learn a lot. Through I this. love Little Professor. Do you know the Little Professor? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, Sherry Leckie, my mom's best friend, owned that. And she hired me when I was 15. But I think you're gaining so many life skills that you don't you don't know what's happening, but it's happening. It's all back there. It's all part of the plan, you know? Right. And we recently have had multiple employees who quit because they were like, okay, I think this has run its course. I think I need to go do something else. Or think that maybe the money is going to be better at a restaurant or somewhere else. And then they've come back and been like, um, Miss Kristen, actually, you guys are really nice. And like <laughs> everybody else I've tried to work for is kind of a jerk. So like, could I have my job back? And I'm like, oh, okay, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Like we try to teach, like take care of, we pay I a lot that. more. That's, really, I, that's important. You guys are going to play in a big role in these lives. And I hope you realize that. Yeah. So I know it. your <laughs> your kids are young. This might be a little like premature question, but when you think about what you want for Avery and Stella, like do you I Avery? Mean, oh, I'm come sorry, on, Ashley. I'm gosh, gosh. I have to call you out, or Ailey will be real mad. <laughs> Ailey, please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Lucy loves you. <laughs> when you think about what you want for Ailey and Stella, do you think about like I want them to have their own business? We hope this is theirs one day, or we. Guys, we want you back to that nine to five. I mean, Lucy wants to be a sumo wrestler at this point in life. So, like, I'm just saying. Follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> and if you need to bulk up, do it at Boom Bilates. Right? 
I mean, I would love them to, and, and they, honestly, they both do work for us. Early has already talked about this summer. How God, many Early, hours sorry, work. keep going. <laughs> um, Stella, like, well, I don't really do Sam's Club runs before, but I would have her when she was like seven, go and give me like four gallons of milk and she'd carry them all at once. It was awesome. I love this, the, the work best. ethic. And so they both do work for us. Now, I want them to do, uh, personally, I want them to do what makes them happy. Um, I think they have a humongous leg up that I didn't have a humongous opportunity Absolutely. to jump into a good business. But if that's not where their passion is, that's not what I want them to do. Airly wants to open a, a bakery in Maryland right now because that's where Ace of Cakes was. I was from. just like, why Maryland? But she's yeah. seemingly really talented at baking. Yes. Well, but, she goes back and forth. She's like, um, I think I'm going to be a marine biologist and also maybe run a bakery. Make some wedding cakes on the side. Yeah. <laughs> and also she has parents who probably could have her do a lot of baking for them, for their products. So I'm like, if you want to bake, I know where you could do that. I happen to know a guy. <laughs> yeah, you want to do like brownies and cookies and cookie dough and let's do I it. I do think them watching you guys, what good example, you know, you followed your dreams and your work ethic and putting them, putting them to work right now. Like there's so many perks coming from this, this risk you took. I mean, this opportunity. Yeah. I, th I think about that because Stella has almost no memory of my Verizon days and early sort of does, but I couldn't take them. To, I could take them to the office one day a, a year for family day. That stuff is gone with the yeah. wind, too. That doesn't oh, even true. exist. My there, kids have no, no idea what I do. Yeah, Verizon got rid of, they sold the center. So there is no center anymore. But yeah. Yeah. So Stella was three and Early was six when we bought Boombalotti. So Stella couldn't even really pronounce Boombalotti's. And Early, <laughs> I we, still can't spell it. So I know. <laughs> no well, can. welcome to the club. Um, <laughs> but Early, we had told, you know, we might buy ice cream shop but you can't tell anybody and she was like okay yeah we're like you know it's we're not supposed to tell people so just keep that between our family what, what, is that normal why why couldn't what's the end uh, of that i'm not sure i think the people that we one of the two people we bought it from was very very into privacy okay um, it, as i'm asking you so many questions about their business <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it was, I mean, you file paperwork, so it's all public. I mean, she almost held up the entire thing because she wouldn't write her social security number on, I don't know what it, the piece of paper is. And even her attorney was like, you can't sell this without doing that in the U.S. So either you sign this or this whole thing is over. I wonder if she now, got burned in like her past life or something. I don't know. They we were sweating though. I'm like, if she doesn't sign her social security number, like I need to go ask for my job back. <laughs> I already quit, lady. Like, like months ago. <laughs> but the funny thing was that um, Airlie's kindergarten teacher also helped us babysit at the time. So I called her because we needed someone to watch the kids while we went and signed the paperwork to buy the shop. And um, so I told her and she's like, oh, yeah, Airlie told me that months ago that you were buying Boombalotti's. I was like, oh, my gosh. I love this. No, Airlie never signed an NDA, <laughs> so I don't know how she Whoopsie found daisies out. out of the mouth of a six-year-old. But and, they've been very excited from the start. Remember that time at the beginning of this interview and I said I wasn't going to talk to you about Boombalotti's the whole time? It's so exciting. I didn't – all these questions just kept coming to me and i'm so sorry i now i made you do what you always do is just talk about your store well as i like to tell the kids you know we own an ice cream shop when they get like irritated that everybody's like oh my gosh your parents own bimbalotti's i told stella probably like a year ago now i was like well at least we don't own a funeral home and she's like what's a funeral home <laughs> and i was like great oh <laughs> never mind yeah that is probably like ranking pretty cool like you're in middle school and you're like my parents own that sweet ice cream shop on the way to the beach like okay Stella gets all Stella wears all our merch. Early doesn't wear the merch very much. Um, so I'm like, I need Stella, to get me some wear, swag. Wear I the mean, merch. Get all your friends to buy the merch. Buy the merch. So do you know what I actually did want to ask you guys about? And now that I'm really we're talking about this and I'm getting to know you even more, it's kind of like making sense. But um we're almost friends now. <laughs> we're almost friends. I'm gonna get there. The Niddles did tell me. I, I texted them weeks ago when we were supposed to do this. I'm like, give me some some other little tidbits. I don't know. Oh like, no. <laughs> 
there were many guys. Oh, there were God. many little things. I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> but no, the fun one that I want to like really quick deep dive into is uh, I think they told me that you guys tried out for the amazing race, which oh. I feel like you ran your own amazing race in your life journey so far. So this is making more sense to me, but. Well, we never actually got to tryouts. We filled out the entire application online and then turns out we had the wrong date, correct? For Which is good, Kristen, because could you do the amazing race? Uh, yeah, we thought that we thought <laughs> no, that No, I could not. Right. Hindsight, I don't think I'd be very good at it. But um I believe we thought the tryouts were like a certain day in Charleston. Um and we had already we'd actually missed the um the deadline. It was like Three weeks before like, did that, you have to or show up in Charleston. Yes, it's like a casting call after you okay. fill out the application. So you got a call back after the application. No, no, no. It's everybody shows up, and then you would get a call back after that. So they're making us sound a lot cooler. Maybe there was some alcohol involved when that I, story I got told. About. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, we weren't even close. But at the end of the day, Kristen could do all because I said she couldn't do. It. She could do all the cool stuff. She just would want to know every moment where food was. And I have to tell her sometimes they just got on like I a kind of almost forget what that with no food. <laughs> what this show was about. Like I know it. I'd rather do that than like Survivor, but oh, yeah. I can't even remember. Were you like following clues, like a big scavenger hunt ish? Yeah, it's a huge scavenger hunt, but they never know. They can like never go to the bathroom. They can never eat, and they have to sit on planes for like fifteen hours. I also really like wow. to know when my next meal is coming, and I like my sleep way too much. So it turns out I really just want to travel around the world on vacation, not on a race. We have a lot more in common that we just really need to deep dive on this. I yeah, love I to need sleep. Blackout curtains and a sound machine. Honestly. And I love. Yes. Um, do you know that I wanted to be in the real world when I was young? Like I, if and I made a tape. I it didn't actually ever go anywhere. But what I wouldn't give to have that tape back. Can you? My life would be like ruined. What if I was that yeah. random drunk girl from season whatever? You're still doing. Like the bar scene, <laughs> yeah. like meat season. But I'm like 12. old and washed out now. Like yeah. nobody cares to come see me pump up the bar downtown. When Wes and I first um, moved here, he worked for Verizon. Uh, he worked two to eleven, and so I come home from work every night at five. I walk the dogs, I ate something, and then I watched Real World till eleven o'clock when he got home. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that show was it, it was perfection. Like I don't even care who knows it. It was so good. And then when Cameron circled back through to Southern Charm, I was like, oh, my life's just gone full circle. Here she is again. I, she's great at reality TV. Come on. Yeah, this well, is, we have no idea who she is, Ashley, because we're old. We don't know what Southern um, Charm is. She was on Real World Puck? San Diego, maybe? Okay. Cal I, I don't know. You. I might have botched that. Yeah, I Did you guys want to do this to be famous-ish? The Amazing Race. Oh, oh, heck no. No, we wanted to like go see all those countries. Like that's still our goal in life with our children. Like we want enough time off and we don't want to buy like, you know, a ton of material stuff. We want to travel. But and I feel like you guys are just so darn adventurous. Like it's putting me to shame. Again, I thought I was like easygoing and, you know, kind of adventurous until I sit down with you guys. I'm like, I'm too scared to do anything. I think you're adventurous. Thanks, I think man. to talk about age, when we started watching Amazing Race, Social media wasn't really a thing yet. Right. So that's like how you got famous. Was days, uh... <laughs> You just did Amazing Race and then you were finished. And now it's like you do Amazing Race and then you got on Instagram and, and then, then you, you become an influencer and then you get on Survivor. Right. You'd you be promoting some eyelash then... serum or some tea. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> now it's just a jumping off point for, for the next reality show. That's so true. Yeah. We just didn't have any money and we thought, oh, if we get on there, we can go like see all these countries. But we didn't realize like what a grind it was at the time. So what's like now that I feel like you guys are this free spirited, like I know you want to travel, like what's next? Like, are you, are, am I going to just be hanging out with you guys one day? It's going to be a farewell party because you're taking off to do something else crazy. I don't think. Like what I do your dreams look like now? I mean, we want, we for sure want to travel a lot, but we love Wilmington. Like the, the it's idea. It's not a we, bad spot. We picked this off a map. 
and the restaurant scene and the brewery scene and the friends we've made and the beach and the historic district and all the new stuff coming. I mean, this, this is where I want to be for a while. So much here. It blows my mind. I feel like we're on the cusp of being the next sort of food city until I go to food cities. And I realize they're like 20 times bigger than us. But I kind of think that's like what keeps it its charm a little bit. Like we've got some amazing chefs, the, the coolest atmosphere, but it's, I like that it can it only be small. so big. And we've yeah. got the, t- the ocean. We've got, got the, the ocean. ocean. We have two uh, James Beard nominated chefs right now. What's some of your favorite restaurants? Oh man, don't let anybody get mad at me. Uh, oh, sorry. Seabird, Is that like Mana, uh, Catch. Do you know I've never Las been to Portales? Mana? Oh, Mana's delicious. Can we go there on our oh, next date night? Oh, yes, please. How have I lived here this long and not been to Mana? Like, it just seems like sinful, you know? Last time we went, our friend Jeremy hooked us up. Shout out to him. Got some oysters. He used you to be guys, the manager I next feel door like you guys account. know everybody in Wilmington. Is there, I think I asked Kristen this once. I'm like, is there just like some secret handshake that these, these business owners have? Like, how do you all know everybody? Um, excuse me. I just looked at your Instagram the other day. We know all the same people in town, <laughs> which is basically everybody. Actually. <laughs> I do feel like I'm actually from here now, if that makes sense. There you go. Like 15 years in, I don't think I can go anywhere without, I love that though, without running into somebody yeah. without, I feel like this is my town. Well, but Wes also was obsessed with beer for a while. So we got into the, Cape Fear Craft Beer Alliance. We made a lot of friends through there. Yeah, and we did say that we've said a lot of time. One of the, at least for me, one of the things I thought was really cool when we got into the whole uh, business thing is we met all these business owners of businesses that we had appreciated, and a lot of them were relatively young. And I think maybe this is just me, but as a teenager, I just assumed that everyone who owned a business was either like seventy or like their parents gave it to them. Wes, one hundred percent. I thought like that. that the people that own Wilmington Brewing Company are like younger than we are. The I love that, that spot. Fly Trap are younger than we are. The pe- so you just meet all these people and then and then they have the same problems you have. So it's nice where you can talk and be like, are you guys running into supply chain or where are you getting your napkins from right now? And you just, anybody I else. I need a community like that. I think everybody, right? No matter what it is you're going through. Like, I think it's so nice to have people, whether it's beer boat. or ice cream, you're going through this, you guys own a business and you have similar challenges, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we don't have any family here. Like we said, you know, we just moved here randomly off a map. But the friends that we've made here are really amazing. The family you choose. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't sure. there a quote like that? What if I had a big black message board? Like right up on here somewhere. <laughs> um, speaking of Wilmington Brewery, I think about their first initial little spot to what it looks like now. And I don't know these people at all, but I feel so proud of them. They did what an amazing job. It, it's so great in there now. A crazy thing I think about all the time is Michelle. The- is she the owner? Michelle and John. Who's the guy with the long blonde hair that works? That's John. Okay. He's always oh, there no, when I have that's to. One of, that's just one of the bartenders. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> but of the two owners, John and Michelle, are, are husband and wife. And they used to have that little tiny place. And when I, I brewed really terrible beer for like a year. And I knew them. And Michelle quit her job at the Children's Museum to go full time in uh, Wilmington Brewing Company. And I asked her to get me her job. And she had to, cha- she had to train her replacement. So she couldn't. And now, every well, not for a while now, but like three years in, she'd be like, you wanted to work my like $26,000 a year children's museum job. And now look at us. And now look at <laughs> like, you. Thank you for not getting me that job. I just wanted out of Verizon so badly. Did but you? Yeah. And look what you're doing now. I love it. They're crushing it. We're hopefully going to crush it at some point. I think we're doing pretty well. And what a cool way to watch people. I love watching people's successes and watching people just crush it. You know, that's amazing. It's inspiring. For us, the more passionate people are about the thing that they do, the better they are at it. I think think that's why we really enjoy traveling. Like when you go to different cities, you can always seek out some sort of local places that are off the beaten path that aren't a chain or anything like that. So we always love finding new places. Um, 
especially ice cream shops doing some market research. Yeah, it's not bad. Why do I want to do quotes like this? Like some market Nobody research. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's what Wes calls it. So we're going to write this trip off. We uh -huh. um, tasted some ice cream. I, did, I was just in Columbus and I got the 10 scoop sampler at Jenny's. Oh, that gives, like, sounds like a stomach ache waiting to happen. It was. So I don't want to, but I, I think I have to wrap this up. I struggle with my timing on this because I want to keep talking forever because it's my favorite thing to do. But I want people to listen. So the last thing I kind of wanted to note, I think we already talked about it a little bit, but if somebody is turning to you for advice, like you've got a college buddy and he's going to move to some brand new city and he wants to buy, I don't care what business, he wants to buy an ice cream shop, a beer shop, like what words of wisdom would you have to tell someone to get started? Like what are things you wish you knew? Is that too broad and loaded? Just do it. Just do it. I mean, for me, it comes down to passion. I do have people that ask me stuff a lot. And sometimes they say things like, I just want to own a business and just like sit at home money and i'm like I, if that are was, you 10 like sorry that's I was like if that was an easy thing to do don't you think everyone would do it like right? you have to bust your butt and like show people how passionate you are about whatever it is that you do and so it's a all the way back to the verizon thing where i thought i had to carry you know wear khakis and tuck my shirt in because that's what everybody said and then it, you're like my favorite thing in the world is ice cream and my wife and kids so why don't i go and try to make a pass at that. And it turns out because I was so passionate about it and it is what I love to do, it was so much more successful than anything I would have done at Verizon. I feel like you guys kind of exude that. Like I'm not being cheesy. I feel like you guys can tell that you love what you do. Also, just side note, you guys can tell that you really love each other, which always makes me happy. I like when couples like each other. <laughs> I'm here for uh, that. Yeah, I think that's why we like you and Steven so much. You can really tell y'all love Thank each other. Thank you. He's the best, you know? It really um, also, is. Steve and Wes are a lot of like they, they um Steven loves some beer too. And at our old house, which was like 1800 square feet, which I just love that house. It was so sweet and quaint. Um, he was brewing his very first beers in our bathroom, which is disgusting. But like he was like want, he was into it. Like I love the joy a new beer brings him. Like it's just it's so fun to watch, you know. Well, side note, before we bought the ice cream shop, Wes thought he might have a future in brewing beer. Also brewed in our last house, which was about what? 1,500. Oh, 1,200 square Made a lot of really bad beer. So it turns out ice cream is more for Wes than making beer. He just should stick to- 48 bottles of terrible beer. Nobody wants that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I can't remember what that beer tasted like. And I'm, if I had to guess, I probably didn't drink it because I was like, I feel like one of my hairs would be like floating around in there. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was that good. All right, y'all. Everyone, Boom Bilates. I'm not going to spell it for you because I can't. It's on the way to the beach. Go support them. They are local. How can they find you online? How can we buy your swag? You'd have to spell it at B-O-O-M-B-A-L-T-T-I-S. Instagram is the best place to go, but find us anywhere. Three shops, one in Hampstead, one downtown on 4th Street, one on Military Cutoff near the beach, and we ship nationwide. So come be our 27th state. I love it. Shameless plug. Shameless nice plug. That wasn't even shameless. That was straight that up. That was straight up. Wes is pretty entertaining, guys. Seriously, go follow him. It's amazing. Um, I've learned a lot. This was really fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate um, it. Yes, thank you so much. Well, it's my turn for my shameless plug. Um, you guys can find me every week on Spotify at Bright Minds with Ashmon. I really appreciate the support and the feedback. Keep staying tuned, y'all.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.